Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. That long and painful wait is finally over as the offseason is now gone and our beloved take the field for the first time in 2017 in the preseason against the one and only Denver Broncos. What did our first look at the team tell us? And have we already seen enough? All of this and so much more on the preseason week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. No time to beat around the bush. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. We are back. We are back. It has been almost a month. We're a week short of a full month away from each other. And the preseason finally gets underway by my watch in nine minutes. Nine minutes from now. I am recording this before the start of the game. And uh, it feels damn good to be back. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week one preseason. Preseason week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And here we are. Um, you know, this this was like the longest three and a half, four weeks, however long it's been, uh, that I've re- I've recalled in a while. You know, I really love doing those, uh, those opponent preview episodes, if for no other reason that it keeps me really busy during those terrible summer months where there's absolutely nothing NFL-related. Uh, going on and uh, after we did the last show which was released on the 18th uh, of July which was a Tuesday or a Wednesday something like that um, you know it's it's uh, we only had a basically like a one-week break training camp has started things have gotten kicked off the Hall of Fame game was last Thursday and uh, here we are a full week later the Bears and Broncos kicking off in eight minutes uh, and uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited because now you guys are stuck with me there's no more breaks. I mean, we we get, we gotta get a small break from each other. Uh, you know, we get the the mini buy after the Green Bay game week four, and then week nine. You know, we've had we have the that we have that week off uh, as well. But uh, we're not going to be separated from each other for weeks and weeks on end until week seventeen is over. And God forbid. Uh, maybe they maybe we'll throw in a playoff game or two. Who knows? Who knows? If, if you're listening to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, this team can do it. So why the hell not? Right. So, uh, you know, it, like I said, it's been about three and a half weeks. We got about seven minutes to get to it, but, uh, got a couple of things that we want to cover. Um, one good thing, knock on wood is that, uh, injuries have not been plentiful in, in training camp. I mean, last year and even in the year before people were dropping like flies and, Knock on wood, I'm saying this before the first preseason game is played, and hopefully I don't have to eat these words when I come back in about three and a half hours and the game is over, and I'm trying to tell you uh, or explain to you that uh, Mark Sanchez is going to be our starting quarterback as Mike Glennon blew out every ligament in his knee or 
Uh, you know, we're going to have to figure out our running game because Jordan Howard and blah, 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 blah. Shut up, Larry. Shut up. Anyway, um, but, you know, we're not, we're, we haven't gone out unscathed uh, before training camp really even got started. Pernell McPhee uh, thrown onto the preseason pup list. Now, this isn't as disastrous as it was a year ago when he was put on the pup list and had to sit out the first six weeks of the season. Uh, when you're on the pup list in the preseason, you can come off at any time. He had, uh, he had his uh, knee scoped, uh, the right knee, so not the one that's been giving him his trouble, the other one, and I'm guessing that's probably from like some overcompensation through the healing uh, process. Uh, John Fox, even though he's very vague with the uh, injury details uh, with the media, was uh, adamant that this was a basic and like routine uh, cleanup uh, in the knee. So basically cleaning up all the loose stuff uh, on the inside and, uh, you know, getting uh, just, you know, straightening some things out. And uh, I don't know if he's been on the field yet. I don't think that he has been. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's it's not as bad as it would have been had, uh, you know, if he'd been thrown on the on the pup list like he was last year and had to miss the first six games. He can he can come off that list at any time the Bears deem him healthy enough. So um, uh, in other news, uh, Marcus Wheaton, our free agent wide receiver that we picked up from the Steelers, had an emergency appendectomy about a week or so uh, ago. He is out indefinitely, which basically means I don't know how long he's going to be gone. Uh, I think um, that Wheaton himself said it was only going to be maybe a a couple of weeks so he could be ready for week one based on that uh, uh assessment and then the, the 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 big injury that's happened so far uh eric kush known as tank top guy from uh, hard knocks uh with the la rams last year uh the bears picked him up on on waivers after he was let go with final cuts uh started some games for the bears played in eight games started in four uh last year including that monday night game uh against the vikings it was him and um Tim Larson that were starting at our starting guards instead of the injured Kyle Long and Josh Sitton. And that was the game where, you know, Jordan Howard busted it for like 180 yards against the, uh, against the, the Vikings who were the unstoppable Vikings at the, uh, at the time. So we did some good work for us, but unfortunately uh, suffered a, a torn hamstring, had to have surgery earlier this week. He is done for the year. So uh, tank top guy signed a two year contract before, uh, during the off season. And uh, he's going to spend the first half of it uh, on the IR. And uh, hopefully we do bring him back uh, next season and uh, he'll be able to, uh, you know, keep his spot uh, on the team. But uh, that's been the big, big injury so far. You know, we're w- still waiting on Pernell McPhee. Um, you know, Marcus Wheaton, an appendectomy. You don't like to see guys missing time, but, you know, it's either that or he dies with the appendectomy. So good thing that he's uh, going to be okay. And... Um, you know, the, the it was a the, the tough blow for Cush. It hurts our depth on the offensive line, but I think we're otherwise going to be okay. Uh, that does open things up for Hironis Grasso if he can get some time at guard, maybe show him to show himself to be a bit more versatile. Uh, Tom Compton that we signed away from the Falcons to be a swing tackle for us has been getting some reps at guard as well. So we have some bodies, but do we have quality? Uh, you know, like Eric Cush proved proved himself to be a year ago. Um, can they can they fill his spot? So if God forbid, sitting or Long needs a break, or if Long's not ready for Week One, which um, I don't think is going to be a problem, but God forbid, uh, you know, will somebody be able to step up uh, for him? So, and then uh, speaking of sitting and Long, it is confirmed that they are switching sides this season. Uh, Josh Sitton will be the right guard. 
this year. Kyle Long will be on the left side. So both of those guys going through a transition. It's more of a comfort zone for Josh Sitton. His first, I think they said seven or eight years with the Packers. He was their right guard. So, um, you know, as a former offensive lineman myself, I can tell you that switching sides, it's, it's not easy. You know, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, so hopefully uh, Kyle Long, if he's, if, he, if he's at least participating in, in individuals, I don't know if he's – I'm pretty sure he's not playing tonight. I'll find out in four minutes. But, uh, you know, pretty sure he's not playing tonight. You probably won't see him till week two or three, I think, maybe against the Titans. But, um, you know, it's uh... – There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for – or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. It's, it's not an easy transition. I, I mean, I, I, I played primarily on the left side during my playing days. And then when I got to in, in high school and then when I got to college, they wanted to put me on the, the right side. And it might as well have been the other side of the moon for the first couple of weeks. I, you know, I didn't I was doing everything backwards. You know, when you're on the left side, you put your left hand down and, you know, that the, the left leg is the one that's back. The right one's forward. And on the right side, it's the other way around. But I kept doing things backwards just out of habit and 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 you know what felt familiar and, and right to me and uh, it took me a while to to snap out of that in the the one year that I did play uh college ball so um you know it's it's not as easy transition not to mention especially at that level and you've got the best athletes in the world uh running at you and you're still trying to figure out you know I got to put my left hand down instead of my right and you know I, when I step to the inside I want to step with my right foot instead of my left and and all that kind of stuff. So everything is backwards, and it's going to take a while. More, probably more for long than it will for Sitton. Sitton probably went through that last year, uh, playing on the left side instead of the right um, in 2016. So, and then finally, the big news, the big news. Uh, Jay Cutler was scheduled to call two games for the Bears that we know of immediately. He was going to call the the Fox game on Sunday, the 27th, when the Bears and the Titans play the dress rehearsal game, and he was going to call week one uh, against the Falcons, and now he would be doing neither because, as I'm sure all of you know by now, uh, Jay Cutler came out of retirement to sign a one-year deal with the Dolphins uh, to be their quarterback this year. Ryan Tannehill took an awkward step, uh, you know, one of those non-contact injuries, a, a, a knee that he did not have surgery on with the partially torn ACL that he had a year ago, decided to rehab and, and, and whatnot, and... The strength in the knee just wasn't there. He took an awkward step and re-injured the knee. And they said the MRI says everything's fine, but they might go ahead and just have him have the surgery and get it done with and uh, go forward from there. They bring Jay in. He will most likely be your week one starter. And, um, you know, it's a one-year, $10 million deal. 
uh, for Jay to come in and and play for the uh, for the Dolphins. Reunited with Adam Gase, it's an offense that he knows already. He just played it uh, in 2015. He has this long-standing relationship with Gase, who was in Denver when he was still a Bronco. So there's a lot of familiarity there, and people were losing their minds when Jay Cutler emerged as the as the big name, you know, or the big candidate or the most likely candidate to uh, to succeed Ryan Tannehill in Miami because Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job right now. And people, um, it's really kind of, we all know that the whole Kaepernick thing, it, here's the thing for me anyway. Um, what, what's bothering me the most about the Colin Kaepernick situation is and I don't deny this at all. It very well could be the case. I'm not saying it's the case for all 32 teams. I'm sure it's the deciding factor for some that the whole political thing with him kneeling and, and you know, like with the, the whole thing with Baltimore a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was some, some rumors that they might bring, bring Kaepernick in to be a backup uh, in Baltimore when, when Flacco hurt his back, so they're bringing somebody, bringing somebody else to back up Ryan uh, Mallett while you know, I mean, he's going to be fine. It's only going to be a, f- a few weeks that he's, you know, he might miss the preseason, but he's going to play uh, this year. But they were talking about bringing in Kaepernick and the, the fan base went went crazy. And, uh, you know, the the owners uh, making comments about, you know, pray for us if we sign him and and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Just like you hear on draft day, where if a guy's got off the field problems, whether it be drugs or you know, just can't seem to keep himself out of trouble or something like that. You will hear Sam, that guy was taken off of some team's boards. Just from that alone, the whole, the character issue and so on and so forth. This is a very similar thing as far as, you know, the, just not wanting to deal with the, the backlash and the heat that's going to come with signing Colin Kaepernick. Because, I, you know, I can't deny the guy is better than a lot of the backup quarterbacks in the league. But the other thing is, we got to stop acting like this is Tom Brady that is sitting on the sidelines and being blackballed by the rest of the NFL, okay? Colin Kaepernick is is a good athlete. He's an okay quarterback, but he's not. He's I mean, if everyone acts like this is a guy that was left off of the Pro Bowl ballot uh last year. He had just this amazing season that he's this huge winner and, and everything like that. The guy hasn't done a thing since they lost the NFC Championship game in 2013. Okay, he signed his big deal in 2014, and he's done nothing but decline since then. He was the starter for 11 games last year for the 49ers. They were one and ten. Okay, one and ten for the 20, like the number one was like the 28th ranked passing game in in all of football. I think it was because they were they were better on the ground. They were still 20 uh, in the NFL, and there were only like maybe three teams in the NFL worse than them as far as points uh, per game last year. So this is not like he was. You know, you know, like he was putting the points on the board and the defense was letting him down uh, each and every week. Colin Kaepernick is would be all he is is a backup quarterback at this point in his career. He hasn't done anything to the point where he's not going to come in and start ahead of Matt Moore. He's not good enough to do that. The Dolphins would have rode would have ridden into the season with Matt Moore instead of uh, Colin Kaepernick being the starter. Even if they sign him, they're bringing him in to back up Matt Moore, not to be there, not to be their starter. Okay, he's not special. He's, he's not, not in that regard anyway. And a lot of teams are, are writing him off. Uh, some, some teams might be blackballing him. I'm not going to deny that at all. And some teams may be just writing him off because they don't want to deal with the, with the aftermath that's going to come with it. And some teams might just think he's not good enough to play for them. You know, that's just how it is. Some teams just don't like 
Like, oh, no, that one, I want more of a pocket, uh, pocket passer. Kaepernick's proven that he's not really good with that. He's, he's a guy that's got to be mobile. He's a guy that's got to move around. And if you take that away from him, you've got Kaepernick in the back. That's just all there is to it. He's not a pocket passer. He's not going to stand back there and pick you apart. And, um, you know, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of teams don't want that. So, you know, like, like I said, I will not deny the fact that there are probably some teams out there that simply don't want Kaepernick because of, of his baggage. Some teams, you know, just don't some for some teams it's a deciding factor it's like well he's good at this and there's a pros in here con there but then you got that whole politic thing and our fan base might collapse and burn the stadium down if we sign the guy uh and so on i mean i it's it's a messed up situation i believe that kaepernick should be able to play his political views should not keep him from playing whether i agree with them uh or not i don't think it should keep him from playing uh if that's what is actually going on it's that's disgraceful but I don't think that that's what's going on with all 32 teams uh, in the league. I think for some of them, he's just not a good fit. And for the other ones, they don't, they don't like him. And the other ones, they just don't want him. So, you know, that's just, uh, it's an unfortunate situation. And it's getting bigger than it should be, to be quite honest. You know, it, it's like we're making all this noise for this guy. And uh, talent-wise, I, I just don't see it. Everyone is freaking out over this guy. And it's all about the politics. I, you know, it's all about the politics. And, um, you know, like there's the rally. It was either today or it's going to be tomorrow. Spike Lee throwing a rally for Kaepernick in New York in front of the NFL offices or anything. like. They're not going to bully the NFL into getting this guy on a team. It, that's not going to happen. So, you know, uh, more power to him uh, with, with that. And it's, 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 uh, it's nice to see that Kaepernick does have those supporters uh, out there. That's got to make him feel pretty good. But, um it's that that rally is not going to get Kaepernick signed by a team. It's just not going to happen. So um, anyway, I, I hope that somebody does sign him just so this can all be over because I'm tired of hearing about it, quite frankly. Um, so anyway, it is oh crap. 707. I need to shut up and go. So what do you say? We go ahead and hit the fast forward button and uh, <laughs> see how this thing turned out. Did we win? Did we lose? Did we play well? Doesn't matter. And uh, the Bears and the Broncos week one of the preseason. Let's get down and review it. You know, I have just two words, just two, to sum up the time period from the the two-minute warning in the second quarter to the end of the football game. Slow down, okay? Slow down, because um, honestly, it was a fantastic debut for our rookie quarterback, the number two overall pick, Mitch Trubisky, 16 of 25, 166 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, like a 107.3 quarterback rating. You know, he pretty much did not look like a rookie out there. Okay. The only problem with all of that is that most of the guys that he was sharing the field with tonight are going to be unemployed in three weeks time when the final cuts are made. So, you know, you, you, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad uh, on, on this one. I mean, it was, it was as good a debut as we could have hoped for. Um, you know, basically it's, um, you know, it was a fantastic debut. It really was. There wasn't anything shaky about it. Unlike our, our new starting quarterback, that's going to be cashing in about 16 mil uh, this year. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, his stats were not good. Uh, two for eight, 20 yards, and a uh, interception, a 0.0 uh, 
uh, quarterback rating. I just saw the stats on uh, NFL Network. Uh, it was um, not an impressive debut uh, for Mike Glennon. Not entirely his fault. I mean, the the interception that actually ended up being a pick six, third play of the game uh, for the Bears. Um, you know, he was uh, you know under pressure and he got uh, basically hit as he threw, and the ball kind of sailed on him. Chris Harris from the Broncos uh, takes it back fifty yards. Uh, for a touchdown before anybody's even in their seats. I mean, literally one minute off the clock, the Bears are down 7 nothing uh, already. And, um, you know, I think it was late into the first quarter before the Bears actually got a first down uh, on offense. Um, you know, they didn't do anything um, with, uh, with Glennon leading the charge. The defense, um, it, it basically the game was pretty much what I expected it uh, to be, we're we're gonna be much better on defense than we're gonna be uh, on offense. Defense looks solid. First defensive play of the game, uh, Leonard Floyd pancakes uh, uh, Trevor Simeon for a seven yard loss on 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 a sack. Um, and if it wasn't for about half a dozen penalties, which is another problem, Bears need to alleviate themselves of. Uh, the Broncos basically the Broncos took what the Bears gave them, and what the Bears gave them was one chance after another uh, with one with this penalty, with that one, and, and, and then while when good measure we'll throw in another one uh, kind of thing. So it's not like the Broncos steamrolled their way down uh, the field, and in the end the defense held firm and only gave up a, uh, a field goal. And, um, you know, Sanchez comes in in the, uh, in, the, in the early, I think to start the second quarter, he comes in, doesn't look bad, but again, doesn't really generate anything. And then at the the two minute warning, the Bears get the ball back at buck fifty five to go. And who's on the field? But Mitch Trubisky leads the Bears down the field. Got a penalty, got a little penalty help here and there, but for the most part, led the team down the field. Throws a like a four yard touchdown pass to Victor Cruz. And the next thing you know, the Bears are on the board. It's ten seven uh, at halftime. Trubisky played the entire second half. And, uh, you know, like I said, I gave you a stat line a few minutes ago, 16 to 25, 166 yards, or was it 18 to 25? Either way, um, you know, like I said, impressive, impressive, uh, you know, debut. He didn't look like a rookie uh, out there. He looked competent and uh, competent and confident even more um, importantly. And, um, you know, was putting the ball in, in some good places, uh, made some plays with his feet. And, um, you know, like I said, he looked good, but everybody let's just, let's just calm down a little bit because I can already hear it happening, you know, in the Chicago area on, on, you know, on ESPN radio or, or 670, the score or something like that. They, they want Trubisky to start right now, throw him in there, put him in there. Mike Lennon's a bum, get, uh, get Trubisky in there. And, uh, you know, let's, let's see what happens. You know, it's happening right now. You know, and everybody, like I said, let's just let's take a breather. It was just the first preseason game. Um, you know, let's 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 take the rest of the preseason and, and, and figure it out before we start crowning the guy king uh, of Chicago. So you know, I got like you know, and I've been sending text messages back and forth with my friends uh, tonight, and every one of us saying the same thing. It's 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 tempting not to get excited. Or it's you know it's it's tempting to get uh, uh, excited and and what I just said a moment ago was like you know um, my buddy's favorite quote of mine tonight was Chicago fans uh, are such whores that uh, you know we're already going to be calling we're going to be calling for this kid to start 
uh, tomorrow. I can already hear it happening. It's, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, instead of just being pleased with, with where he's at at this point and how he basically looked like a man amongst boys against a bunch of threes and fours, uh, tonight. And, you know, like I said, I I think I mentioned it earlier. I, I would like to see, uh, Trubisky gets some reps with the with the second team, so maybe that'll happen this Saturday against the Cardinals. Maybe it'll happen, um, you know, the following Sunday against the uh, the Titans, or maybe he'll play the whole game against uh, uh, Cleveland. But you know, to to get some 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 reps against a bit higher uh, competition because um, against the threes and the fours, he looked like a number one pick. So um, you know, that's that's the assessment that I've got. Uh, so far so but both Sanchez and um, Trubisky look better than than Glennon did tonight and not all of it was his fault as I alluded to before he was two for eight I th- I counted at least four balls that were dropped you know uh, a couple of them weren't the best throws but they hit the receiver in the hands is the NFL you got to catch them Glennon's stats should have been better than what they were but uh, it was not a good debut you know you you don't want to be on your second pass attempt and remind everybody of the guy that you just replaced uh, when you throw a pick six, three plays into your into your career. And uh, it, like I said, he was hit as he threw. The ball sailed on him a little bit, but it's just it's not a good way, uh, you know, to remind people that uh, we still got a long way to go at this quarterback uh, position. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Howard didn't play much. Tariq Cohen, I liked what I saw from from him uh didn't see enough of uh, adam shaheen uh in in this one um we saw a little bit of um uh kadeem carey actually looked looked pretty good uh at times benny cunningham uh had some good runs um you know i'm trying to think if anybody else uh stood out i mean uh on the defensive side danny trevathan did not play uh, Kwiatkowski was uh, was in his spot next to Jarrell Freeman, uh, made some plays uh, as well. Jonathan Bullard getting in there. Uh, Mitch Unrein. I mean, the, the pass rush looked good uh, tonight. The pass rush did look good. And the one thing that I did see when the starters were out there, um, there was an exchange between Marcus Cooper and one of the receivers uh, with the uh, for the Broncos. And um, it, it just seems like there's a little bit more fire in this team than there was last year like um the, you know the, even if only for that moment you you just kind of got an indication that this team is not going to be one to sit back and roll over for anybody that they're on that they're sharing the field with like they're going to compete and they're going to get in your face uh Eddie Goldman if he didn't get himself thrown out he got himself benched for the rest of the night uh just <laughs> hauled off and smacked this dude uh in the face but of course like an idiot he took an open hand and smashed the dude in his face mask which is it's just stupid. Even in the heat of the moment, it's it's stupid. Um, I don't know if he got himself ejected, but he definitely didn't play anymore uh, the rest of the night after that. But it's you know you've seen a little bit of fire, a little bit of emotion uh, coming from the defense, and we're going to need that because um, we're going to be leaning on the defense uh, this year. If if tonight is any uh, uh, indication of what it's going to be like on the offensive side of the ball, now we are playing with Kyle Long. Um, he is healthy, or so Sam Rosen, uh, our, our announcer for the games, said, but the Bears are taking it slow, like with him and with uh, Danny Trevathan, guys that have been practicing and participating in camp, but recovering from injuries during the offseason and uh, did not play tonight in that first game. So we'll see if uh, Kyle Long makes an appearance next Saturday against the Cardinals, maybe Trevathan. 
we'll file into that as well or uh we'll see what happens uh we'll see what happens there but um you know on the defensive side you know we were solid we only gave up um in the, as far as like starters we only gave up the one field goal um because the pick six obviously that's on the offense that's not on the d um we gave up two late touchdowns we had a 17 uh, to 10 lead and trubisky um you know led touchdown drives the first two drives he was on the field the first one the last one in the first uh, half and the first one in the second half were both touchdown drives uh for him and ruben rando was literally like f- inches away from you know giving uh, trubisky two touchdown passes uh there but he was stopped just short and then benny cunningham finished it off uh to make it 14 to 10 the Bears at a field goal, and then late in the uh, in the fourth quarter is when, uh, or in the fourth quarter is when the uh, the Broncos on two big plays basically is, is all it was. Uh, one was a big pass play. There was definitely a miscommunication. The guy was wide open down the middle of the field for a touchdown, and then um, one of the running backs broke a big run uh, to get us to the final score, which was twenty four to seventeen in favor uh, of the Denver Broncos. So it was definitely not a repeat of last year where we were an abomination of a football team that did not deserve to be on the field with the defending world champions when the Broncos beat the Bears something like 22 to nothing uh, last year. Um, you know, the Bears made an effort uh, in it, which is much more in, in the vein of, of 2015, where, you know, I, we went 3-1 and one in the preseason that year, but you're seeing a lot more fire, a lot more competition, or competitiveness uh, coming out of the players uh, than you did. It's like something was just so flat about last year. Like we never really hit the ground running uh, last season. We're struggling to catch up with the rest of the the league somehow. So I'm hoping that the fact that we are, you know, basically 100% healthy coming into this game and uh, hope to stay that way. Nobody really had any kind of significant injuries in this one, um, you know, or unless I'm missing something. Um, but, uh, you know, everything looked good. And, um, you know, more importantly, the big headline that you're going to hear from this game was, uh, how good Mitch Trubisky looked, uh, against the, uh, in his first action, uh, in a bear uniform, you know, and, uh, I got to admit that the kid looks the part. He definitely looks the part. And, um, you know, it's, uh, he, he, he looked like he was, uh, he was out there playing chess while everyone was playing checkers kind of thing. It is, uh, he did look good. Uh, out there and it's very very tempting to say well let's bump the kid up put him in you know and 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 you know let's see what happens but um you know with the way that the starters looked that's the main deterrent right there you know the the offensive line uh you know glenn was taking some hits and getting pressured and uh you know it was it was more of the same as far as 2016 was concerned is that we're you know, third and eight, third and seven, third and eight, third and seven, you know, with, with the opening, with the drives that we had uh, on offense while Glendon was out there, we didn't get a first down with the first team offense till late in the first quarter. And, you know, I don't want to throw Trubisky to those wolves just yet. You know, I really don't. So, um, you know, in the end, it's going to be a good thing that uh, we have Mike Glennon because he's going to be the one taking those punches uh this year and you know best case scenario that's the way it should happen so um you know that that's where that's where logic and reason has to kick in so you know the, the he looked good against those third and fourth teamers but he looked good against a bunch of guys who are going to be watching football with the rest of us four weeks from now when the final cuts are made and the you know and everybody's uh you know kicking off the regular uh season and um you know 
when you look at how the starters were against the uh, the you know the ones and the ones in, in the beginning of the first quarter, that's not something I want Mitch Trubisky to be a part of just yet. You know, I want uh, I want the rest of the team to start gelling before we start throwing him in there, which you know goes back to why I didn't think we should have drafted him in the first place, which was the team's not ready for for a young quarterback just yet. You know, not ready yet. So, um, you know, it it's it happened whether we wanted to. Uh, or not he impressed a lot of people tonight that's for sure a lot of us are breathing a lot easier that oh well he looks like he's gonna be a good one you know that's 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 cool but it's one preseason game he's playing against threes and fours and um, I'm happy about it too but everybody let's just calm down just a little bit just calm down just a little bit you know before we start anointing him the next Tom Brady uh, out there so you know I'm happy with it I definitely want to see more and I would like to see him step up against the twos before we throw him in there uh, with the first teamers. I mean, I don't think he'll see any first team reps in the preseason, but um, you know, it's uh, you're gonna. I can just hear it happening in the regular season. If if Glennon's not doing well, you're just gonna tell us to throw Trubisky out there. Like, get him out there. You know, look how he did in the preseason. Look how he did in the preseason. Blah 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 blah. You know, it's a it's going to be a blessing and a curse all at the same time because some people are going to be relentless about it if uh, you know Glennon doesn't come out of the box, throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns against the Falcons week one. We'll put Trubisky in there. He did. He can do better than that. And uh, you know, it's going to be an ongoing thing. So um, you know, it was a it was a great debut for the rookie. A terrible debut for Mike uh, Glennon. Again, it's not all his fault. There was a lot of drop balls going on out there the weather may have had something to do with it it was kind of uh kind of rainy and you know all that kind of stuff in and out uh when the starters were out there so you know just trying to give glennon the benefit of the doubt you know i'm not writing the guy off yet uh you know we'll see how it goes against arizona next week when the starters will probably play into the second quarter and um you know how things uh, turn out there so uh overall i was uh i was pleased with the with the debut uh, it was nice to see the Bears hang in there and, and you know, compete uh, in a game. Uh, you know, Trubisky led a drive that, uh, you know, where we had a shot to tie it uh, at the very end and an incomplete pass to Deontay Thompson uh, put the end uh, uh, to the game. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a promising start. You know, 24-17 to 17 as opposed to a 22 to nothing embarrassment. I mean, we looked horrible a year ago at this time. Uh, against the Broncos it really was embarrassing to see the Bears come out and and see some improvement right off the bat is is promising so you know and it is the preseason some wins and losses take them for what you will but um, you know I was happy to see the the Bears out there competing uh, today and we didn't have our full squad out there no Trevathan no no Kyle Long and uh, you know a handful of others so it's uh, you know I think we're we're in good shape but the team is where I thought we would be uh, the offense is definitely going to be the weakness, and the defense is going to be solid, especially if we can stay uh, healthy. You know, if the first play of the game on on defense is any indication, uh, Leonard Floyd is going to continue to progress and be a beast uh, this year with that added weight. And and Jonathan Bullard looked good uh, as well. He's added an extra 20 pounds, but didn't lose any of his quickness this year, so he's going to be competing uh, as well. So uh, you know, and like I said, the what I saw from Marcus Cooper and Quentin Demps seeing a little bit of fire in the secondary, you know, that'll definitely help as well because the secondary was awful 
uh, last year. So, you know, I think defense is going to be something that we can hang our hat on this year, and the offense is going to be a work in progress no matter who our quarterback is. That's And, and that's it because, um, you know, Victor Cruz, he caught a pass. Ruben Randall caught some passes. When, when Trubisky was out there, you know, Deontay Thompson seemed to be his favorite target. The, the gem of the preseason as far as, or excuse me, the gem of training camp, Tanner Gentry, the un, un, undrafted uh, free agent wide receiver, um, I heard him, I heard his name as far as him being on the field, but never saw the ball thrown in his, uh, in his direction uh, tonight. And uh, Shaheen, I think, had a pass or two thrown in his direction, but it was either incomplete or I think the play got called back or, or something uh, like that. But, um, you know, as far as who, who was impressive tonight, you know, obviously Trubisky would be number one uh, on that uh, list. Tariq Cohen uh, looked good as well. You know, got to love the way Leonard Floyd started things off with sack on the first defensive play uh, of the game. And, um, you know, just overall the defense uh, uh, defense looks solid aside from the two busted plays at the end that the Broncos got their touchdowns off of. So, um, you know, there you have it. So I'm starting to repeat myself over and over again. So I'm go ahead and, and, uh, and wrap it up. So we'll be back. Um, you know, here we are folks. We're, we're, you know, preseason review one in the books and, uh, getting ready for uh, week number two, uh, next Saturday against the Cardinals. So it'll probably be on uh, Sunday, that that episode comes out to review the game and, and any news and notes that we have between now and then. Um, one uh, little exciting uh, tidbit that I want to uh, announce is that um, something that we tried to do last year, but because we were having those problems with the with our uh, technology and in, in, uh, in everything, um, for the dress rehearsal game against the Titans, uh, our friend Dan Cotton uh, from 24-7 Sports uh, for the Titans uh, that we had him on the show last year, um, you know, for in our opponent previews and uh, when we played the Titans last year, talked him into uh, coming on to the show after the dress rehearsal game against the Titans because it's a noon Sunday game uh, against the uh, or one Eastern, wherever you're uh, watching the game from. But it's going to be a national TV game on Sunday, the 27th between the Bears and the Titans, the dress rehearsal game. We're going to have him on the show after the game to kind of do kind of what I'm doing here, somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction uh, type show uh, on the most important preseason game that there is, the, the quote-unquote dress rehearsal uh, game, you know, because uh, that's where we really got an indication last year against the Chiefs that uh, if this could be a long year. <laughs> it's, it's You know, I think that the, the, the title of my uh, – my thumbnail for the cover for this ep- for that episode was uh, okay. It's it's okay to start panicking now because the Bears were horrible uh, in that in that in that game. You know there, there was definitely a definitely a huge difference between who the Chiefs were and who the Bears were in, in that game. The Chiefs looked like a playoff team, and the Bears most certainly did not uh, look like one. So Dan's going to come on to the show with us and uh, take a look at this because basically it's it's the same thing. Uh, that we had a year ago for the dress rehearsal. You have a team that's that's looking to make a run at the playoffs, a team that a lot of people think is going to make that run uh, to the playoffs this year in the Titans, and a year ago it was the Chiefs. And the Bears are, you know, uh, a, a low-end team looking to make uh, looking to make some progress, and, and we'll see if that progress actually gets made. And Dan will be on the show to talk to us about it after uh, – after the Bears and Titans butt heads for the for the dress rehearsal game on the 27th. So uh, we have that to uh, look forward to before we wrap things up 
with the Browns on the 31st uh, in the, the fourth and final uh, preseason game. So just wanted to get that out to you guys. And, uh, you know, this is uh, it feels good to be back in the saddle again. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next weekend after uh, week number two against the Cardinals on Saturday night. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. We'll be right back.